kids get the popcorn out. Let me tell you the story of the space Viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. MCU talk again here on the Mad About Movies podcast. Pretty much the second summer edition of MCU Talk as we talked Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Average, a couple of months ago, weeks ago, I don't know. It all blends together at this point. But it's Thor, Love and Thunder, a.k.a. Thor Ragonk 2, a.k.a. Thor 4, however you want to look at it. Taika is back in the director's chair, back writing. Of course, we got Hemsworth, Chris that is. Uh, as Thor. So you know good times will be had. Welcome back in to another week. I'm Kent, along with co-hosts Brian and Richard. Brian, how was uh, another week at the movies with the family? I know you went to Minions, and you (laughs) went back to Thor. Man, you are living at the theater these days. Yeah, Yeah, man. Uh, COVID's over. Obviously, no one has COVID right now. Uh, And so, yeah. Obviously, yeah. We're just living our... uh, we're just living our movie life again. Yeah. So I, I, Coop was pretty pumped for minions. I, I will give you guys like a little bit of uh, like, I feel like this is a bit of a win because he's nine. That movie was supposed to come out when he was seven. Uh. He would have been right in the demo <laughs> when he was seven. Yeah. You know? That's like way different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge difference. Huge difference. Um, We, we sat down, we watched this movie and I mean, it was like my opinion. I I'm I'm uh, I'm lighter on the minions great movie than, or greatest movie. <laughs> yeah, great that, greatest. Uh, okay. Oh, greatest. I'm easier on the minions than than Kent is. I I think they're mostly mostly harmless, but but dumb. But I like that the movie's <laughs> like 82 minutes long. You know, that's that's pretty nice. And so, well, yeah, they run out of jokes pretty fast. So. <laughs> yeah, just banana over and over yeah. again. Um, I so we sit down, we watched it. I think I might have laughed more than he did. Like he, I mean, he wasn't like this is terrible, but he's just kind of sitting there and just like taking it all in. And we got done, we ended the movie, and I was like, "What do you think, man?" He was like, "Yeah, I, I loved it. It was good. It was really good. It was really good." And he's kind of rushed when he said it. And I keep a letterbox list for him every year too on my on my <laughs> like account. Half a like, star. Okay, where do you, where do you want me to put it? And he was tried like, to hide uh, it from my dad on the way home. <laughs> so he's it. like, put it. It's number number three or whatever he said. I'm like, okay, are you sure? You didn't really seem like you're. And he's like, no, no, no it, was, it was good. It was good. It was good, but he wouldn't talk about it. I think he had. He, he, like, I don't think he wants to disappoint you because he heard you I laughing. Think he, I think he had a moment of like, yeah. I think I'm too old for this. Like, but he won't admit to it. Um, but it's, maybe, it maybe was, when he's like, maybe when I'm an adult, I'll understand minions. Yeah, so maybe it's. <laughs> it was really funny. My, Lindsay and I both were just kind of laughing at him because he he was he would not admit that he did, and it wasn't like I was like, come on, you didn't like it, right? You know, I wasn't pushing him on it or something, but. He clearly didn't enjoy it as much as he expected that he was going to and was just not willing to 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 uh to come back on that and 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 admit it but it was it was a pretty it was a funny bit it was it's funny like me with the him. post 
Yeah. 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 Like me with Phantom Menace. What's funny is that they're doing (laughs) another Despicable Me. As if that's any different from what this was. <laughs> just like, blend the two. They're just matter. yeah. They just have the different titles. I guess is that the only difference? It Gru's is crazy younger. how many adults love these movies. Isn't Gru like a kid in these though? Yeah, it's a pre. He was a kid in this one, but yeah. Uh, yeah. he was still. I mean, couldn't this just have been Despicable Me for the prequel? I don't know. Like yeah, it's I, very I guess. very I confusing. Guess. Yeah, I still understand the canon, Kent. <laughs> I obviously not. I gotta ask some experts on that one. Now that you're a homeowner, Ken, are you going to get Minions blow-ups for Halloween and Christmas? Is that part no. of the, the deal? No, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I'm going to I'm gonna shield the kid. How, how? What's your view on this, Richard, as somebody who's having a kid in <laughs> right, the next right. year? Unbeknownst to you, yeah. What is yeah. it going to be? Uh, Pro-Minions or anti, anti-Minion? You know? The Lionheart? With the, with I don't the know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm so... I don't, I'm so, I'm excited because I'm, uh, there's a lot of kids. I mean, I've seen kids movies for this show, but there's so many I don't. So I get to fresh set eyes, I guess. And, yeah. and Minions, maybe that, maybe that. Yeah. yeah. You learn to watch, you, you, you live with the stuff that you can live with. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, you, you kind of, sure. you watch these, a lot of the stuff that Coop watches now it's better, but especially when he was in the like four to five year range, you're just like, God, this is terrible. It's more annoying than the minions. Yeah. What can I get him onto that's like for me is like a C minus versus a, a you know, a, an F. Like that's all I'm trying to get to. Just- if my kid's anything like me though, he's gonna be hardcore into that kind of stuff <laughs> at like four and then by uh-huh. six. Yeah. Um interested in like yeah. weird um <laughs> Like, uh, really interested in, in whatever the equivalent of Keith Olbermann is <laughs> on, on Sports Center in 2020s. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in the Pablo Torre or something. <laughs> well, it's time to talk Thor, Love and Thunder. We all know we were big fans of Thor Ragnarok, Ragonk, and Ragonk. we're very hyped for this one. And let's reset let's start. here real quick, okay. though. Because we're going to say this a bunch, and we might have people listening. These are the kind of episodes that bring new listeners to the show. We're going to call Ragnarok <laughs> Ragonk like a hundred times during this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a local local joke. Yeah, so just we've reset on this before, but if you're new to the show, that's why we're not idiots. You don't have to email us. We know how to pronounce Ragnarok, but this is the last time we're probably going to say Ragnarok. The rest of this <laughs> right. movie episode when it comes up, so just level setting there. Kent, continue. Yes, so we were big fans of that one. Kind of a reset for Thor the character in his solo movies. We know we had seen them do different stuff with him in Avengers movies, and he was able to kind of break away from the character that was established in Thor and Thor the Dark World. So when Ragonk came around, it was a breath of fresh air for the character and for his own movies. So when they announced this one, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see what you can do after that. See how you can build on that. By the time this one arrived, I was super hyped for it. Uh, Brian, let's start with you with general thoughts on, on Love and Thunder. I knew you were excited. Yeah, Ragonk's my fa- I think is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I I love mm. Taika. I I think I I think even his like misses are are really good or really close to being good anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he's such a he's just such an interesting voice in directing and movie making and stuff. And I love I love his 
kind of thought process on on most things that that he does creatively. Um, and I love Hemsworth in this role. I was very excited for this. I love the posters. I thought the trailers were pretty good. Seeing Bale walk into this is cool too. Um, I know we're all big Bale fans around here, so seeing him kind of finally um, show up in a Marvel movie was was a, a big time, you know, a big something to really look forward to on that front. Uh, and I think I I don't know about you guys. I was pumped to have Portman back. I thought that they have never really done a great service to Natalie Portman through the the two movies that she was in. Um, obviously wasn't super interested in coming back for the third one and you can definitely understand why um but i i i think natalie portman is a, is a really great actress and she has more comedic chops. i mean we've all seen the snl rap so she has more comedic chops than maybe she gets she gets credit for one of the great work, hip-hop artists of our generation <laughs> yeah yeah she would work really well here so i was really looking forward to this um i was not disappointed i have no idea where you guys stand on this it's been relatively divisive just in the reception to this, which a bit surprises me because I had a great time with it. I thought it was a lot of fun, very entertaining. It's not regonk, um, but it's okay. That's fine. Like it doesn't have to be at a certain point. It's the same as Pixar. It's like, we can't, we can't compare each of these movies that comes out to the best of the ones mm-hmm. when there's 30 in this series. Like we've, we're just going to have to, we're going to have to live with, that being good, that being a good movie is good enough most of the time. So for me, this was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Had a good time with it. Under two hours is very nice as well. There's you know there's stuff that that we can that I can uh, can point to as a negative, um, but overall I I had a really good time with it and I enjoyed it. it. It lived up to to kind of what I was wanting from from the movie. So yeah, Richard. You know, Thor three is is one of my favorites. Probably my number one, if not, it's probably two or three. I mean, it's just was such a revelation, um, and it's you know there there is the Marvel tone of this little bit more lighthearted superhero fare, but that kind of doubled down on it, and but still lost none of the artistry or or inventiveness of of great kind of popcorn cinema, um, and so that was just a really cool thing. I mean, I well established on this show like i like to laugh and and that was a really the the when you throw comedy these things i like it i know some people wanted to have they think it undercuts the stakes or undercuts the the hero dumb or whatever but i mean at at some point we're we're 30 something movies into this thing you know or whatever we are like plus 90 tv shows and everything so um it it's I'm fine with with this kind of it, it it is weird that this character this because I think I and I don't know that much about the comic book property obviously but because the combination of you know when Taika came in for that third film the ability that Hemsworth has comedically um and kind of changing directions really I mean the first one's kind of funny but most of the humor really comes from Loki in that first one when you rewatch it Thor's a little wooden and if he is funny, it's it's because how like kind of wooden he is, right? Now he's actually you know gets getting laughs. More more is really funny, and, and Hemsworth is an incredibly gifted film comedian, you know. So it is interesting that this is the one that's shifted more that way. But it's kind of, I think it's kind of nice because, especially in the absence now of Downey, you know that mm-hmm. kind of quippiness will be missed um, in these. I, I, there's some cool actors in these Marvel films. I guess Paul Rudd's there a bit, but uh, 
But yeah, anyway, so I'm fine with the kind of more comedic tone. I thought this one actually would be comedic legend Don Cheadle. Absolutely <laughs> true. He's won. He's been nominated how many times for that show that that House of Lies, one of the great comedies <laughs> of our time, right? Hilarious. Yeah, side splitting. I've heard that and Shameless, dude. I'm just never that Showtime, whatever night lineup that those were back to back. Is that that rivals yeah. Friends and Seinfeld, right? <laughs> absolutely, um, absolutely. From your mouth to God's ears. Um, but so yeah, so I actually thought with the inclusion of Bale and some of the trailers that I had seen of this, I didn't watch too much, but it seemed like maybe it was pointing back more towards dramatic or act, traditional action for which I was fine with. I was like, cool. Taika's now, I mean, obviously there'll be some jokes in it, story, it's Taika, but it will kind of maybe point this way back to um, where the, where the Marvel universe is going, because that last one also kind of dictated where, what a lot of things were after that. You know, those, sometimes those 10 pole movies in these, well, whatever 30 film franchise can, can change the direction of things. So I was like, okay, maybe this is directing back. And then, yeah, I was surprised watching it, how comedic it is. And it kind of even doubles down on that, which is for someone like me, who is not there to get their like action rocks off and narrative rocks off in a Marvel movie yeah. as someone who sometimes loves these sometimes is fatigued out of their brain. I'm fine with it. I totally understand that's not everybody, but like I was, I was totally down with the overall success of this. It wasn't like, like I said about the first one, uh, I'm part of the third one. It's like, it, it wasn't at the expense of any sort of drama in that third one. Maybe it was a little more here. Maybe it undercut itself thematically a few times, but who cares? It's Thor. I mean, it's a guy in a cape with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not taking itself too seriously, but well, I care. God, what if personally. it did? I care. I yeah. care a lot. You'll find out here. I'm excited. So anyway, Ken, <laughs> yeah, over to you. Those are kind of my general thoughts before we get into specifics. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm just excited and happy. Anytime Duff McKagan, can be a central part yeah <laughs> play a central role in one of these marvel things film comedies like it's movie happy. theater comedies don't exist anymore so it's like fun to be in a room laughing with people because mm-hmm. you don't get to do that outside of these anymore yeah sorry go ahead yeah so i don't know if it was my screening or what but um a lot of the jokes just didn't land in my theater at all like it, it didn't have i don't know that energy that i wanted it to have i thought I love I like this movie a lot. Um, you know, it landed for me personally. I was just, I guess, surprised that in, in as an audience, it wasn't playing better. But for me, I just love that Marvel actually has a few filmmakers left. Taika is one of them. James Gunn, another that kind of had their their own style and, and are able to be themselves. Because the last thing we want is some no-name directors or some pushover directors kind of being here and not giving it their all and not having any kind of creative vision for it. Um, and I think Taika certainly has the vision. And this one plays a lot more like a romantic comedy, like a almost an 80s movie. And it, it makes a lot more sense with the fact that the poster is very what is it? He-Man or masters of the universe or something like that. It's very reminiscent of that for me. And so it kind of has that tongue in cheek quality to the humor where it's not taking itself too seriously, even though you do have this Christian Bale character and we'll get there uh, a little bit later at the center of it. But the difference between this one and Ragonk for me was basically the fact that we didn't have 
actually two things. One, Jeff Goldblum, and two, the Hulk kind of beat playing off of yeah. Thor for the majority of it. So I thought it was lacking in, in terms of that, in terms of him having somebody to kind of play off of, uh, unless you count um, Taika's character, uh, mm-hmm. Korg. Korg yeah. But for me, I think the inclusion of Natalie Portman back into the cast, I think Tessa Thompson's star is certainly rising, not only in the MCU, but elsewhere. So that, I think that is great. And then you have this interesting performance from Bale. I want to hear what you guys think. And then also kind of some interesting, uh, very committed, I don't know, almost Tom Hanks Elvis-esque work from Russell Crowe here yeah. <laughs> as Zeus. So I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about that. Uh, but Brian, what do you think of Bale's gore character? I thought he was great. And um, my I had a couple people who texted me and were were not enthused about it. Um, and then um, I you know I try I'm always kind of like vaguely aware of the Rotten Tomato score of these the big movie of the week, but I don't ever look at reviews or. Um, or even like blurbs about it until after we've seen the movie. Usually when we sit down to record, I'll pull up Rotten Tomatoes and just kind of see like, all right, what are, what are people saying? And I see quite a few blurbs that are kind of griping about, about Bale or at least are griping about like his tone versus the rest of the movie. Um, I got to be honest, it worked really well for me. I thought that the his um, kind of darkness and, and commitment to playing um a really harsh character set against everything that the that everything else that the movie is doing and having fun mm-hmm. and being kind of ridiculous and and just really not taking themselves too seriously i think that's a big part of the taika what he brings to the honestly for me it's like one of the things that i really love about uh, 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 his movies in this universe and james gunn a little bit to the, to the same extent of it's it's so much work now to know what all is going on in these movies and remember mm-hmm. everything. And when you when you watch Taika's Taika's two movies, you're like, man, but this is just fun. And so anyway, I thought that Bale was um was great. I thought he was great, and uh, maybe uh, maybe even the best part of the movie in 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 some stretches. Um, I think it's fair to say that if you're looking for if you want the the villain. To really be able to, to, if you really want to be able to explore the villain character and let him, um, kind of really dig into that darkness and, and, and all that that's going on with him. Um, okay. That's, I think that's a fair criticism. If you're really looking for that and you're not getting it from this movie, I think that's a fair criticism. Um, but personally, I thought it was a really interesting contrast and I thought it, I thought it worked quite well. So we got to the end and Lindsay, who I make fun of all the time for not knowing who is British and who is not British. She is perpetually surprised when somebody turns out to be, when some actor turns out to be British. Um, we got to the end of the movie and the credits were rolling and she was, she was like, who is Christian Bale? I was like, well, he's on screen the whole movie, but she didn't know it was Christian Bale. She wow. didn't know it was Christian. Oh, yeah. Bale. I thought it looked like him. Yeah. I, I did too. Was, but anyway, it's a bald, um, bald painted. Yeah. We had a yeah, yeah, Oh, good luck. maybe because of Duffy. Johnny Depp was on set and had the yeah. white face paint there, yeah. and they just yeah. were like, "Hey, maybe that's." And you what it took was. a little inspiration, you know, from <laughs> Lone Ranger. Yeah, a or- bit, borrowed a little bit from him. Yeah, that's good. Um, he, he he leased them the uh, the he, they paid a royalty to him for the for the face paint. Maybe he Disney just has a warehouse. They're like, "Hey guys, this is going to expire if we don't yeah. use it." So yeah, got to use it. Let's, whole body, let's find reasons. Whole body. Yeah, but <laughs> whole I loved body. it. I, I loved it. I thought I thought Bale was great, and I really enjoyed what 
the I enjoyed the the contrast between the two. So I don't know whatever you yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the bag for Bale, I, and I like the kind of Nostrovdu look, or you know, kind of Voldemorty look too. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not the first to sure. say either of those things, but uh, I thought that was a cool. He's cool. supposed to look more Voldemorty because the one in the comics doesn't have a nose, but they they kept his nose here because they said it looked too much like Voldemort if he yeah. <laughs> didn't have a nose. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think even people that like these films say they they succeed oftentimes in spite of their lack of high quality villains all the time. There's been a few certainly, but you know, um, some of these movies are still great or entertaining or fun. And the bad guys, like the ninth most important part of the, the movie, um, yeah. this one felt, you know, he, 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 you know, he's such a force on screen. Always, always, always. And, uh, he has in his later career, even in stuff like this under a million pounds of makeup and some CGI and, a really detestable character discovered this like enormous amount of charisma in his forties yeah, that totally. I don't know if he even had, even though he's a great actor in his twenties and early thirties, he's, he's discovered this kind of, I think he's so comfortable in what he does now. So like that kind of raised it. I don't know. I think in lesser hands, this could be kind of a, a silly villain, but I mean, but I also, I might just be in the bag for bail. Cause I'm, I'm the whole time I'm watching it through the lens of, Oh man, Christian Bale's so cool. want to be that well, cool. I, I think to that point, I think that there's a world in which he's just Ronan the accuser, you know? I mean, Lee Pace is a yeah. fine actor, but he's not Christian Bale. Right. And the, those two characters are very, could be very similar, are sure. very similar, um, but could have this. I, I mean, I think that's like the main complaint for Guardians is like, this guy's fine. It's not a big, I mean, whatever. I'm not, it didn't hold me back from enjoying the movie by any means, but I think. Gore is a much better villain than um, than Ronan was uh, personally, and they're but again very similar, so it's kind of easy to draw that comparison. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, so I thought, yeah, I thought he was cool. A lot of the supporting cast was great, um, as usual. They're they're all it's got Valkyrie's really cool, but it's like she was introduced in a world or thought of it seems like in a world before Taika took the reins, even though it's not true. It feels like that character is like outside of the Taika verse mini verse within this. So I feel like sometimes she's awesome in the role, but it always seems like that character is a little out of place, but how'd yeah, that work for you? there's a, there's rumors that I think she's going to appear in uh, the movie, the Marvels. Yeah. That's supposed to be coming out. That's supposed to have a, uh, and Captain Marvel yeah. and her and some other characters, it as the uh, that seems like main it would characters fit like a female Avengers or something like yeah. that. So seems like that would fit more organically. Totally. I think they have more b- bigger plans than just yeah you know, popping up in a Thor movie. Uh, so that that's great. And yeah, she she works great here. Well, uh, about Christian Bale, I, I think it's it just goes to show. I mean usually we don't even talk about <laughs> villains in these movies because they're so forgettable. And the fact mm-hmm. that we're talking about them and people are leaving the theater, like who was that? And all of that I think is, is great. What worked for me is the biblical aspect of it. The beginning of it felt really Moses in the desert or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, I really liked that. And I liked the Greek mythology stuff too. And they had, I don't know, not really gone all in on it before, but now it feels like they're all in on Zeus. And I mean, we'll get to Hercules later, but to bring all those characters officially into the MCU feels 
Like it brings a lot of energy and a lot of excitement because I think that's it's a whole new direction they can go. And they, and they mm-hmm. you know, kind of hinted at it in, in Eternals with the Celestials basing yeah. the, you know, the characters off of the uh, Greek gods and things like that. So we know that they've been trying to go there, but it now feels like they are, they're officially sure. there. And, and yeah. I think that's, that opens up a big door for Thor and the MCU. Yeah, it's kind of fun too to mix the Greek gods with the Norse gods and mm-hmm. and you know the mention of of like Egyptian gods and and other stuff. I, I I don't know that that was a it reminds me of that. You ever heard that great Eddie Izzard routine about the Romans just stealing the Greek gods? Yeah, and renamed yeah, them. Reminds totally. me yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought the uh, new Asgard bit was really funny too. Yeah, how they have like a Disney World based on Asgard and has all these rides and mm-hmm. great excuse to bring damon back you know man definitely so yeah. funny that kaiser's game <laughs> he is <laughs> sam neill's game too i didn't yeah. think he'd be super game for that type of thing but man he he's it. entered that phase now i think he's yeah. he's he's in straight cash homie phase, yeah. which i respect <sighs> and d team hemsworth as well yeah 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 <laughs> which is yeah Minus the minus the Ben Falcone part. Other than Ben yeah, Falcone. Oh, yeah. That that part was rough. Melissa was good. That was yeah. a funny bit. And then you look over to the right and you're like, oh, that guy. He's <laughs> just how terrible guy. the set is and the whole production is yeah. what cracks me up. So like funny. it's one yeah. sheet and they're just sitting in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the end. There's no set at all. And it's just like a hammer on a string that flies across. It's a great bit. I love yeah. the, how crappy it looked. Yeah. And that, that's what makes it, yeah. makes it Val awesome. Val being an Old Spice commercial got a pretty big laugh out of me. Oh, it did? That was a a funny, that was a very good bit, I thought. Yeah. Uh, So what do we think about how they went about Jane Foster or Jodie Foster or (laughs) whoever? uh, Jodie Foster would be cool. Cord kept kept messing up her name. What did you say also? Jane Fonda, I think. Jane Fonda. Yeah. That was another one. Yeah. There was a, yeah, Cord's so good. Uh, What did you think about how they went about that, Brian? They are adapting the Mighty Thor comic book storyline there where she becomes Thor and is going through cancer and stuff. Man, I thought it was great. Again, I, I love Natalie Portman. I, you know, her career is fascinating to me because she, she started so young and she has this like reputation er, very early of just like she's like she's going to be a great actress. Mm-hmm. Like she's, you know, we're talking multiple Academy Awards kind of, kind of career. And, and it's, it hasn't really gone that way. And it's been, she's had some great performances and she's had some really good, uh, blockbuster kind of performances, but just, it hasn't quite panned out. It's, it's in, in the way that I think people thought it was going to in 1995 or something. And, but she's really good. I, look, I don't know that she, is so rangy that you can put her in any movie and she's going to elevate or, or whatever else. But if you will give her good material to work with, um, I think she does have quite a bit of range and, and, and can do some great, great stuff with it. So I was really I glad to see so her back for this too. Yeah. Totally. If she was much more single minded about being one of the great actresses of her generation, I think for she sure. probably would be, but I, yes. I think she's got a bunch of uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. For sure. For sure. So I, I, I was glad that they brought her back. I, I know that there was, I mean, all the stories of, of the, the conversations between her and Taika of like, I'm, you know, I'll, if, if you come back, I'm going to make it worth your while, essentially. Mm. And, 
and we're going to play this character up really well. And, um, and I thought she was great. She, she showed great comedic timing with some of this stuff. She flowed really well with Hemsworth. It was much more natural and with a little bit of chemistry than, than it was in the original Thor and certainly in, in, uh, Thor, the dark world. Um, and I thought, I thought the character evolution was fun. It was, it was a good, it was a good bit. And you get a little bit of, I mean, not even just a little, like a good, she is the emotional resonance of the movie for the most part. And uh, I know why I you like this, Brian. With it. Yeah. I know why you do deep down. It's kind of the same plot of Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? We got sir. a guy going through history. <laughs> his girl back home is sick. Brian you know, she's like, ah, oh, maybe yeah, one last resort. Movie. Maybe I call it's it my good. old ex. He ends up with the kid at the end, becomes the father figure. <laughs> yeah, go good. back and look at it. See my lot, lot, <laughs> lot of needle drops. Old people inexplicably love it. <laughs> yeah. Old people, yeah, it was full olds. But no. Um yeah, I'm with you. I, I think she's great in this as well. It, you know, it felt like she was a missing part of that whole arc of the MCU when she wasn't in all those movies. I mean, granted, she was doing other things and being very successful. So it's not like they kicked her out or anything like that. She was, it was just something that they couldn't make work probably at some point. And did you hear the story that Taika said, like approached her about wanting to be in a new, the new Star Wars? movie and she's like yeah. i'm i was already like in a lot of star wars <laughs> and he's like oh yeah my bad <laughs> i don't know if that's awesome or like really concerning <laughs> he's like that with marvel too though he like never remember he, I, don't, I think he's doing a bit because i mean at the end of the day he writes these so he has to have some familiarity with the characters and stuff but he always seems very confused with anything marvel like it well apparently his his star wars is going to be all new stuff so yeah that's good. He doesn't have to play yeah. off the Queen Amidala that he has no idea about right now, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I love it because I think it, it, I mean, as we, we've talked over, over a bunch of these movies, it's just, it's starting to, it's, it's beyond starting. It's, it's gotten to a point where it's just, it's too much. It's too much to remember everything. It's too much to keep all this stuff at the, yeah. you know, at top of mind and whatever. And I kind of love that there's somebody who's really deeply involved in these things who doesn't have like a Trekkie knowledge of everything right. that has happened in these movies or doesn't care enough to remember those things. There's a million fact checkers yeah. along the, the line, you know, there's, there's, right. there's so many people involved with making these movies that if he puts together, put something on in, on the page, that's like super against Canon or whatever, then it's pretty easy for somebody to be like, Hey, we can't do that because this happened in the third episode of WandaVision or whatever. But just not having somebody, not having him be so beholden to literally everything that's happened in all these things, I love. I think it's a great trait to have, and I welcome that in Star Wars as well at this point. Yeah, what I appreciated about this movie, too, is it did feel kind of like an isolated movie. It doesn't yes. make you feel super yes. left out if you didn't see Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney mm -hmm. Plus last yeah. year or whatever, even multiverse of badness we had a lot of thoughts regarding that and being left out of of the context of what was going on and all that kind of stuff this one didn't feel like that at all it felt you could see this without even having seen a thorn movie and been fine and known kind of yeah. ba the basically sure. what's going on because there was a lot of fun montage exposition at the beginning i thought the animation there was cool the different themes and songs that they all used for everything was 
was fun. And so for me, it really worked. And then once they show up at Omnipotent City, we um, we have Russell Crowe uh, doing the Zeus thing. What did you guys think of it, Brian? Were you in or were you? was it too much or what? I, I thought it was hilarious, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I, comedy Russell Crowe so yeah, much. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's it's it was really. I mean, he was committed. The little like shimmy dance that he do, did and stuff, mm-hmm. holding his skirt as he came down to talk to. I mean, I I thought it was. I don't know. I, I always think it's fun to see somebody who is known as such a serious actor do something outside of the that range, and then to have it actually be funny and good. Like, oh man, I'm I'm totally in. I thought it was great. Yeah, it looks like his character is going to pop up more. I love the weapon that he had, the lightning bolt. Uh, I don't know what they, they call it in the in the movie. The lightning bolt weapon. Yeah, uh, I like the way that that was a physical object and was uh, also not one. But the whole omnipotent, omnipotent city omni- was was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Jane catchphrase sequence was, was funny as well. When Bale cuts off the head in front of the kids to like scare them away from thinking it was cool, I thought that was a awesome, fun and creepy moment at the same time. We've kind of played both ways, and then we go to the black and white sequence where you. I think what makes the gore character really cool is the juxtaposition between dark darkness and and all the bright color colors of Thor and the bridge and all that kind of stuff so and when you suck the color out of it it made for a really fun action sequence and they had that like mini planet that they were on i don't know how, what that was about but i'm not up to my marvel lore but i thought that would looked great for a sequence and, and it felt like uh worthy of uh i don't know third act kind of stuff yeah this was uh two hours long which is great as we know with these kind of things they don't get when they don't get Two out of hands, but it flew by for me at least. Like even though maybe it's not, I didn't love no pun intended it as much as uh as much as uh Ragonk. It did. I you know all of a sudden it was wrapping up. It kind of just lost me for a while. It was kind of one thing after the other. It was paced really well. I thought. Yeah, I thought right when right when my fatigue started to set in, it ended. So right. it, it was great in that regard. Uh, what did you think about Stormbreaker versus Mjolnir? I thought that was a maybe my favorite plot line of the movie. Great bit was the yeah, uh, that bit. bit, and they didn't go back to it too much. Same with the the screaming goats. I thought they did it just enough to where it wasn't annoying. Maybe one or two more times, I'd be like, okay, I'm out on the screaming goats. But I think it it, it was uh, perfect. Go ahead, Brian. No, I th- I thought it was great stuff. Uh, the there are if you look, I think if you're critical of this movie, you can say. There's just a whole lot of bits and quips and and it feels a lot, a lot like to me like what we do in the shadows really yeah it no it reminded totally, me of that yeah. tone totally agree yeah well Deacon's sure. even in this as one of the gods I don't know if mm. you saw that oh yeah I don't oh no I didn't yeah yeah look I so if you're if you're overwhelmed by the sheer number of bits okay totally understand I do think that Taika is like borderline genius and knowing how many times he can go back to the well on a joke or a bit and before it becomes obnoxious. The Stormbreaker Mjolnir thing I thought was hilarious and it was done like literally the perfect amount of times. Um, maybe even one more time you're like, no, okay, all right, we get it, you know. 
Um, same with the punchline. Same with same with a lot of things that were done here. But yeah, the the axe just sort of like hovering in off to the side um, or sort of appearing in his his vision and stuff was is a great bit. I thought it was really funny. They actually had Peter Dinklage and Goldblum do something for this that didn't make the the cut. I want to see what that was because I did miss Dinklage. When they brought Stormbreaker out, I was like, man, I want I love that Dinklage character and I want him, want them to bring him back at some point. But uh maybe maybe he's still around and we'll see him in Thor five or Regonk three or whatever we want to call it. The at Regonk that point. trilogy. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about the post credits a little bit. Oy. And yeah, and the fact that we've got uh, Roy Kent coming into the MCU now mm. as Hercules. That surprised me. I had no idea. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited, but it, I didn't expect that at all. What, what did you think, Brian? I was, I saw a TikTok with him in it like a day before I went to see the movie and there was just some like vague allusion to possible MCU involvement. So I I was kind of aware of like oh there may be some kind of bit that pops I kind of thought he might show show up in in omnipotent, omnipotent city or something like that. Mm. Um, so by the time we had gotten to the the uh, the post credit that it kind of left my mind and whatnot. But yeah, that was that was a again I think it's I think it's kind of I think it's a fun idea to to mix uh, Greek mythology and Norse mythology and and just just go with it in 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 the this world in particular you know i don't know that that is going to work so great in ant-man quantumania or whatever it is but uh for <laughs> for thor movies maybe for guardians movies i guess um thor especially i think that that can be a that can be a fun little bit and obviously i love roy kent so any anything anytime roy kent pops up here there or everywhere i'm i'm all in on that yeah, you think it's got to be somebody that can play off of Hemsworth. I, I bet they did some screen tests together to see if they had any comedic timing. I hope they do. So we'll see, hopefully, them go against each other in the next uh, four, if not sooner. Richard, what would you think? Or were you surprised or happy or disappointed? Yeah, I was totally surprised. Um, it was, that show's been in my mind. Like, I just rewatched it all the way through now again. Um, for the first first time I'd rewatched it, it was my workout show for the last month. So it's been kind of top of mind. And uh, and so, yeah, it was kind of one of those surreal moments because I've spent a lot of time in the Lassoverse over the last three weeks. And then all of a sudden it's there and I was, no, I think that's great. I think tonally he'll make total sense in there. Yeah, he can be, I think he could be a good villain and also could, could I don't know, I don't want to spoil Ted Lasso, but uh, yeah, he could have a heart too. Right. Yeah. Sure. Do you think Taika's done with these movies? You think this is the last Thor? Or are they going to try to get him to do another one of these? I saw today that he said he'd come back for five if Hemsworth is in. So, oh, Hemsworth. Okay. That that brings me to my next point. I'm all for Hemsworth, but I'm still still not convinced he's got a lot after Thor. Like he can ride this as long as he wants, but let's see what he's he's doing. I think I've liked him in other stuff, but it's never been like Rush is the only thing I can think of where he really. Got that's a good one. Of this. That's a good one. He's so yeah. great in that. Yeah. But yeah. he never really has gotten there since. A lot of times because he's doing action or things like that. And it's hard to put him. He has kind of not as extreme. But the same problem as The Rock is that he's so not only great looking, but just huge and and otherworldly looking. It's hard mm-hmm. to picture him in 
a few relatable character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he kind of has to be a Norse god in so yeah. many ways. Or a marine or something like that. Yeah. He was good in Extraction, the that Netflix yeah. uh action movie. Not so good in Spiderhead, which is pretty pretty rough. But uh No, I'm I'm kinda with you, can't like I I mean and and you're you're exactly right, Richard. Uh, part of it is just like it's hard to cast him in like the Adam Scott role in Severance or something. I mean, it's right. just he's he he looks. <laughs> I would like to like see that Norse God. So you kind of are uh, maybe limited on on what you can do uh, on some levels. But I I do think that he has really great charisma. He's got clearly has great comedic timing. Um, I think he could do more. But I I do think that this is this is what he does best, and I hope he sticks with it for for a long time. Like you get why Chris Evans is like, okay, I'm kind of done playing Captain America. I would be really happy if, if Hemsworth would just continue to play, uh, to play Thor or play a creepy cult leader like, uh, El Royale or whatever. Cause that's a, that's a fun one too. But no, I think he's so good at this that I would, I would hope that he will stick with it for a while. Apparently he's in the new Mad Max. Uh, that could fit that that, that, is, that should fit him well i think he was cool in star trek for that like one or two yeah. scenes he was in if he they brought him back as yeah. captain kirk and that would be cool i don't think he's as limited range wise as as you might think i i there have been times where i've seen him in movies before thor even where i was like i think this guy might be a movie star like he really has the presence and he's a beautiful dude you know I, and he's he seems to have a great um he seems to be easy to work with. Like, there's a lot of good things that he has in in the bag. I, you know, he's not Daniel Day Lewis, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think that he probably has more. Honestly, it's probably pretty easy to be like, yeah, I'll do Spiderhead. That's fine. When you're getting MCU movie money, you know, and all these other things. So it, I don't know. May, career wise, maybe maybe you say, hey, is you, are you done with these Thor movies? So you can start, you know, honing your craft. But maybe he's not interested in that. And I'd be cool. I'd I think that's totally understandable and, and uh, I love him in these movies. So cool, you know, stick with it. If that's what, if that's, what's bringing you, you know, joy and also a lot of money. So one of the most confounding things ever is how men in black international didn't work (laughs) on paper. You look at that, you're like, Oh, that's the next, that's it. That's the next thing for him. Fantessa Thompson. They're going to be the next men in black. There's going to be 10 of those. That's and a weird, a weird bad movie, man. So You're right. So, so funny. It's very, very odd. Well, any other words, any other, I, I, I guess my thesis on this would be, there's definitely a step up from multiverse of madness for me. Gave me a little bit more energy for Marvel. And I prefer the bright, shiny stuff rather than the, dark serious stuff even guardians has gotten kind what of you dark. think of the guardians in this we didn't talk about that yeah it's fine but honestly when they left i didn't miss them or yeah. anything like that mm-hmm. um i i prefer them in their in their own movies or if, if thor can just ride along in their movies to me when they they're around it just it just feels like a guardians movie and, and thor can't really be thor or you can't center it around him very well well and it also kind of showed i mean that five minutes it it shows that there's such a great um power disparity between thor and the rest of them that that that's kind of hard to do for a whole movie let alone like a whole series of movies (laughs) yeah if you literally can just rely on well all right now it's time for him to come in with his axe then 
you know, is there really a need for rocket shooting guns or Groot doing Groot stuff or, you know, whatever else it's, it's, it's just kind of a, it's a fun pairing. It's a, it's a re, it's a pairing that works very well together from a, an aesthetic and, and tonal, uh, set standpoint, but, but less so from a, what we'll, do the superheroes do kind of setting, I guess, standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing I want to talk about before we hit a grade here. Uh, why don't we think this made more than Doctor Strange? I would have thought this would make it way more opening weekend. I can't yeah. remember what Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange came up like over one, like one fifty something. This was like one forty something. So this is like slightly under it. It's the third highest opening of the year behind, I believe, Doctor Strange and um, Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it may be that Doctor Strange got out ahead of mm. movies that are also making money. Um, yeah, with Minions Top Gun money. and and Minions, and even Elvis made a decent. I mean, Zoe decent. told me about the Minions phenomenon. Not Zoe, <laughs> your wife, Zoe Simmons. Right, it's a forty-five minute pod about <laughs> right. it. So. The gentle Minions are out there, Kent. You know, so uh, yeah. uh, half the success of Minions is because of a meme. We can just, I know, it's crazy. More yeah. than half. I'll I'll go that far. It's a weird deal. Uh, you know, there's some Disney backlash right now as well. That may be part of it. Or, you know, I think that Doctor Strange really hit at the the perfect time. Um, and it felt like, I think for a lot of people that felt like an event movie uh, that had not happened maybe in, in two years. If you didn't go see Spider- Like, I know a good chunk of people who did not go see Spider-Man uh, No Way Home in theaters because of the circumstances and stuff, uh, but did go see uh, Doctor Strange. And it was like, man, that's the first time I've been to a movie in two years or something like that. So I think it was, I think part of it is the timing. Um, and they did a really good job advertising that movie too, I think. As well. I thought Thor, Thor was just way more popular character than Doctor Strange. I, I, I guess I was wrong. I thought this would be like a $200 million <laughs> opening because I just thought like every time this trailer played, when I was in the mm-hmm. movies all year, it played really well. And everyone's just like, oh, I can't wait for that one. Thor is back. Oh, we love that. You know, if they're Thor Regonk has become people's favorite Marvel movie, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. one of the, one of the best ones. And so I felt like with that hype coming in and, and I don't know, Dr. Strange being a little bit of a disappointment, they're like, oh, let's, let's redeem it. And I just thought it'd be a, a bigger, a bigger opening, but $140 million is still a lot uh <laughs> A lot. It cost two hundred and fifty yeah. though, so yeah, uh, it's got a ways to go. But I think that's a that's a pretty pretty daggum good start they got going. Yeah, good job, Tiger. Yeah. For sure. All right, uh, let's grade this one out and get some closing closing thoughts. I'm gonna go. I'm like a between a B plus and an A minus. So I'm like an a like a ninety. So I'll go just like an A minus. What about you, Brian? I'm one one step up. I'm I'm it's like a high A minus, low A for me. Uh I will uh, yeah, I'll do the same. I'll go A minus. Uh really just just out for me when I when I'm looking at my letterbox, it's like somewhere in that like nine to thirteen range, something like that, uh overall from for all of these movies. But but I enjoyed it a lot. I know we will rewatch it many times, I'm sure. Yeah, this will be really rewatchable. Love the colors, love the aesthetic, love the kind of contrast on that stuff too. I think that's something that Taika gets does really well too is understanding those things. Uh, so A minus for me. How about you, Arby? 
A minus for me as well. It seems like the right grade. There it is. There's Thor, Love and Thunder. We will definitely be back soon talking more MCU. But for now, let's get to some weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Ba-boom. What you got? I'm Brian Gill. Uh, one of my favorite shows that, uh, that we've watched over the last three or four years has a new season on Netflix. It's Umbrella Academy season three. Got two more episodes left, so I haven't quite finished this season. McCarthy's uh, or? Say it again, sorry. What kind of umbrellas, yeah. McCarthy's. What kind of umbrellas are we talking about? Oh, yeah, dude. Guinevere. A lot of McCarthy's. It's the, the cost. Miniature. Yeah, new. Of, of putting this thing together. Oof, man. It's crazy. Umbrella budget. It's crazy. <laughs> umbrella, they have seven umbrellas uh, on wow. the stuff. Yeah, it's Holy crazy. Cow. It's crazy. Um, some of the some of the cast had to give up part of their their uh, salary actually to, uh, <laughs> to pay for their umbrellas. Um, well, what is the Umbrella Academy without umbrellas? It, so, exactly, I mean, it's, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, the the thing that I think is great about this show is that it is very weird, and it under it knows it's very weird, and it just like every every season, every episode is just like, yup. Leaning right into it, we're just gonna keep keep trucking right along with uh, with how odd and strange everything and, and everybody in the show is. Uh, it's you know, including like I mean, Elliot Page is a main character on this show, and they just cool, no problem. We just transitioned him. No, no big, no big deal. It it fits really well with everything that's happening in this show. Anyway, so um, it's it's fun. It's it's lightly edgy. It's very well written. Really good cast, uh, and they're they're pretty easy to binge kind of shows. It's like right in that sweet spot between being a background show and being something that you have to really really pay attention to. There's there's plot, there's good plotting, there's stuff that you have to kind of dig into just a little bit. But it's not like watching, I don't know, The Wire or something. You know, where you're just like, if I look away for ten seconds, I'm going to completely lose what's happening here. Uh, but it's it's a good deal of fun and. Uh, I don't know where it's going to end, obviously, for this season, but hopefully they'll get a season four, and uh, it's it's a really it's a fun time. So, Umbrella Academy on uh, on Netflix. I have not watched that. There's just so much, yeah, superhero so stuff content, to man. watch. Yeah, I can cool. barely get. I, I'm I'm for two sure. series behind on Marvel still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I've got to watch. Miss Marvel, and I I still haven't finished. Uh, what's the last one? Moon Knight. I haven't finished yeah. that one either. I'm like sure. still got a few left, and it's I got to finish Stranger Things. <laughs> too i got uh i don't know they just released the end of that didn't they so love that yeah 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 that that would be my recommend if i hadn't recommended it when the first half of the season came out earlier uh a few weeks yeah ago. you did it's, yeah the the last two episodes that they just put out for the july weekend are awesome i loved it i'm i'm so pumped for where that show is is headed for <clears throat> its last season well we'll know in three years when it comes out right? <laughs> what about you richard what'd you recommend yeah, mine's uh for doing prep for this movie Thor. I rewatched what we do in the shadows mentioned earlier. That's going to be my recommend. I normally nice. try to save it for around Halloween, but this year I was like, ah, I'm, I'm kind of itching for a little Taika, and that movie always makes me laugh. Kent and I share, and I know Brian does too, but Kent and I go way back as being mockumentary enthusiasts, enthusiasts, and so uh, I. Uh, I always love a great documentary. That's one of the best ones ever. It's so funny, man. First, like 20 minutes of that movie are just so many jokes. Man, the TV show is incredible, too. I don't know if you guys are caught up or, or watched I've it. I've only seen season one. I need to catch my up. God, on it's so funny. 
It's kind of Parks and Rec office level. Good. What's his name in it? Uh, um, Mark, uh, the guy that plays Nate on The Office, and the guy's in Breaking Bad as like yeah. the yeah. the baseball card collector guy. He yeah. plays energy a vampire. Uh, energy yeah. vampire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Where he sucks the energy out of every room. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest. So good. There's this one guy, Guillermo, that's like a vampire's assistant that like really wants to be a vampire and can't 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 quite get there. There's a lot of a lot of great Jackie Daytona. I'll just great say name. that. Yeah. Oh man, so funny. There's some. There's a lot of li- a lot of life you can get out of Taika's universes. It feels like comedic universes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna rec- love that movie. I'm gonna recommend a uh, book that I just finished. Um, it's about the Simpsons, and it's written by their writer producer Mike Reese. It's called uh, Simpsons or Springfield Confidential, and oh, yeah. it's basically his time uh, writing for the Simpsons, producing it. A lot of cool background tidbits, kind of how they structure the show. One of the biggest things that stuck out to me is just how committed they are. Like it, it, it takes them, if they said nine months to produce an episode from start to finish versus nine days for, for South Park. And it's just like it, the amount of work they do on the show, how many rewrites they go through is just boggles the mind. Like they want every single line in the show to be a joke basically and if it's not they try to make it a joke and they try to get the right jokes it's just like the the commitment to this machine that is the simpsons is uh is unlike anything it makes me think like the simpsons is going to be around for a hundred more years <laughs> because it just there's like I don't know, hundreds of people that work on it work on it and like if any one of them leaves the thing still keeps on cranking out you know simpson stuff and it's just uh unbelievable there's this one story that i'll share of i think it was um al gene who's one of the writers and they were going to make a joke in one of the recent seasons and he was like no i think we already did that in season 17 episode four i think we already made that joke pull it up he's like pull up script page uh five of that Gosh. of that thing and they pulled it up and that joke was literally there like they, this guy he had a, has been working there so long that he's he remember like every single thing that they've done so i mean the people running it are just kind of otherworldly in terms of what they do and uh it's really impressive so if you like the simpsons check this out spring springfield confidential is what it's called it's kind of a We'll tell all on the Simpsons behind the scenes stuff. Really, really. Nice. I shared with Richard the the Duff McKagan story. How Duff Duff goes around telling people that Duff beer was named after him, and it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know Duff. Yep, yep that goes cool. me, Duffy. <laughs> Don't lie, Duffy. No, it's not. <laughs> it didn't get me any money though. Stupid fox. All right, there it is again, Duffy. There's weekly recommends and Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. We'll be back soon. We'll be back next week with more movie talk. And we love you. If you want some more from us this week, we've got a VIP up coming out on the 30th anniversary of A Few Good Men. Oh, man. Starring Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. Can't wait to talk about that. So we'll see you over there for this after party at the cinema. 